Hey guys, Lance Zerline here. We're Houston. We're the city of champions. How about I give you another champion? If you suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. They're champions. Free consultations are available 24-7. Dial 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW and DaspitLaw.com. Jalen Green soaring. He's in one of those zones right now. Attacks the basket again. Got it to go. Twin Towers, Boban and uh, Landale. Uh, Again, the big fella. (laughs) And I'm telling you, man, it's defense. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. I think that's a backhanded compliment a little bit. All right, 803 on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Someone 3780-3776. CJ was there last night throughout uh, throughout the first pitch. Made the first basket. And uh, the people just just loved him. The people just, they loved them some some CJ Stroud, and deservedly so. Tank was there as well. Martin Maldonado was there last night? I don't know. There's a picture. Somebody sent a picture of him and... and, uh, LeBron James, but I don't know if that was from last night. I don't. That may be an old picture. I have no. He idea. was there because I think the Rockets even said, Rockets even had something from their official account saying, get, "Look who's here." But they didn't have him on TV. They showed C.J. Stroud and Andre Johnson. They don't show the disrespect. Not showing Machete. I don't know. I don't know why well, they didn't do it, but I don't know Machete C.J. right now. I don't know. Machete has won world titles. It's yeah. He's won more than one. No, did, he's won one. Did he bring his team back with 46 seconds left ever? No. Against Tampa? Yeah. Um, no. He got a big hit in the World Series. Yeah. He had hits has in the he, World Series. He, yeah. Has he? Yeah. Go look at it. He threw out a strike him out, throw him out. That was in the Has CJ uh, ever done strike him out, throw him out? That was in the ALCS. Yeah, it's called playoffs. Let me know when no. you get there. Okay. You better put some CJ's going to get there. What, see, there you go. Hating Machete again. Can you put some respect on his name? You I don't love him. Love him. Love I just said he, they should show him. They because should actually hire him as manager, I think. I wouldn't mind it. No, I wouldn't mind it at all. I mean, no experience, but yeah. we don't think that's a great idea in any other sport. Yeah, just give him the job. How about that? Pitchers Josh like him, just like, give him the job. Yeah, nice, nice job, guys. Josh McCown sitting there. Yeah, you guys were killing it when killing me when I was supposed to be. <laughs> You know, oh no, coaching experience, but Machete, oh yeah, come right in. You're Machete was the coach on the field. Yeah, did you ever have a pitch com? No, you didn't, Josh. You had you had one of those where you look at your yeah. wristband. So yeah, no. you had to have a wristband to look at. Stop already. Machete was Josh ready to McCown. fight an entire Ranger team. Mm. Machete got in Garcia, and then Garcia got unusually mad when he got hit by a pitch. Yes. Um, Garcia gets angry easily. Why is he goes that? into a rage? An un un, un he hits really far rage. Like it comes out of nowhere. Comes out of nowhere. You can't like, explain it. Listen, the guy has spent the last. If you've seen pictures of him with the Cardinals, he spent the last four years or so really lifting a lot of weight. He was relatively mild matter with the Cardinals too. Yeah, don't know he, what's changed about his lift, attitude. He lifts a lot of weight because now he's got a little more edge and a little more attitude. He lifts a lot of weights. Uh, he does kind of lose it at the mm-hmm. drop of a mm-hmm. dime. His home runs go so much further mm-hmm. now. I mean, the guy's putting a lot of work in. He puts all he the puts work. He puts a lot of work in. I remember when Sammy Sosa is a guy who who I remember was like thinner and then got bigger and stronger, hit home runs Barry much, Bonds. much further. Very bounces. Well, well, yeah. Sammy also I've got seen wider. this play out before. These guys are some of the legends of the game. I remember when Barry Bonds came up, there's a picture of him. He looked like he was in a third world nation. Oh yeah. boy! Yeah, yeah, and then he got, then he got, then, he, then his head really grew. Well, that wasn't bigger, until but later. But he put the work in. That wasn't until later. In Sammy school. put the work in too. He Sammy went. Sammy put the work in. He went put the work in. A brown skinned Dominican man to a pink skinned. I don't yeah. know what you call him. Is he pink, <laughs> pink or skin. just ash? You know what he I does look like. His skin color is like, uh, or just his whole wow. everything about him is more like. Uh, have you ever seen? hamsters like the albino hamsters uh-huh. it's kind of where they and their fur yeah you're right it's pink i wish you wouldn't have said pink color because now i i know get exactly what you mean sammy sosa right now you don't want to look at him it's no. kind of like i a, like that one it's where like he's he took in the, the michael jackson track yeah 
It, that one where he's in the cowboy outfit. Oh, that's the worst. The worst. One. That's the worst one. <laughs> that one has got to be scrubbed off the internet. <laughs> this one. Oh my yeah, I, I just. Uh, it's just Sammy. Look how much darker he was. It, a, look at oh, the different how he has changed oh, through no. the years. Holy cow! It is just amazing. Maybe he's a vampire. Maybe <laughs> he does look like vampiro. I just know this. Rolos Garcia, you know, despite his sudden anger and rage, um, hits home runs really far. I love he's a Dolus. Yeah, I call him Araldus, didn't I? Yeah, Yeah. it's a Dolus. He lifts heavy weights. He's got huge muscles. Um, I like the work he's putting in, and I think it's actually paid off. Uh, The Astros are a bunch of cheaters. They don't have guys like Garcia doing it the right way, hitting super far home runs Mm -hmm. out of nowhere. Um you know, and and we use buzzers, and the Rangers, you know, are able to to find ways to plug a guy into the middle of the lineup who did what it took in terms of lifting and really changing his launch angle on his so that he could get more lift and hit these four hundred and sixty foot home runs. That's what it takes. And so I'm I'm actually proud of the Rangers. They're a Texas team. We know we love Texas teams. We all cheer for other Texas teams when we're not winning. Uh, and then to yeah. see a guy really put the work in, like I feel good for for Adolis Garcia. I really do. I mean, to see him lift and get strong and hit balls further than ever than he ever has, even when he was younger. Uh, yeah, no, to no. see the transformation he's made with his body, just such an uplifting story. <laughs> Why are you on Adolis Garcia? <laughs> it's just an uplifting story. I see Michigan, I Michigan. Listen, there's, it's 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 well, not, they're cheaters. There was Carlos Beltran's niece on Twitter said that Jose Altuve had a buzzer. Okay, you don't get a chance to talk, John. You you cheer for one of the most one of the most pernicious cheaters in the history. I'm not sure if that's the right word. I'm, I'm pretty sure for. it's not. I Maybe think it is. Prolific. You could have gone, gone with egregious. Prolific. Egregious. I think pernicious is actually in the ballpark of what I'm looking for. Hmm. Okay, we had Carlos Beltran's niece told John Boy something. All right? Michigan has already come out and said, hey, what? Well, Michigan listed they their- haven't had due process. Yeah, they said. And and people from Michigan. And the, you know what their other? You know what their the other? The governors and, and all the, the politicians said, hey, hey, listen. Let's let this thing play out before you penalize You know what their yeah. other uh, logic is on this one? Uh before, when you we guys didn't know anything about this guy, we were only averaging a wins by 34 points a game. Now, 38 points a game. Yeah. He did not help us in any way. And the Astros way. go, excuse us, you want to see our road yeah. home splits That's in the right. playoffs? That's and right. they're like, no. Thank you. That's road home playoff, split playoffs in 2017. That's irrelevant. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's irrelevant. I want you to watch this home run by Garcia. Watch how far he hits this. Isn't this incredible? <laughs> Look at this. Oh, this is what work looks like. It's not that little tiny fellow with the buzzer that he's holding on to his buzzer and Carlos Beltran's niece ratted him out. You know, his his Twitter niece or whatever that John Boy said, yeah, I've heard these things too. Carlos Beltran's niece on Twitter told me that. And, you know, luckily she was able to out uh-huh. Jose Altuve as being just an awful, awful person. But the thing I like about Garcia... Is it unlike unlike Altuve, what is, who has is, to have buzzers? Just, Garcia lifts weights. He lifts weights and hits bombs. Why is he? Sorry, Garcia, this know five where. foot six guy can't be good unless he's cheating. We got the we got the Rockets winning by forty or eighty points last night against the Lakers. We got the Astros not doing anything. I don't know what they're doing. They don't have a manager. Really they're just and they 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 don't want to. Apparently, they want to bring up. I think I think Dana Brown. Made a statement yesterday. Uh, just, just so y'all know, we ain't signing any big name free agents this off season. Yeah, we're bringing up young players. Okay, he I put- think that was a read between the lines statement. Just slow down on any oh, Shohei. Slow yeah, yeah. your roll. I don't even want to read these dumb articles no. anymore. Uh, and the Texans stop are, with your sports. We got CJ C- Stroud making baskets and curing cancer. No, no, he missed and you, it. He? And you're talking he about Adolis Garcia. No, CJ missed, I think. No, he made it. He was he a made it. He was yes. a good high school basketball player, too. Yeah, he can play. Don't oh, you, he, it was don't a you remember Josh McCown said, hey, I'll see you 
We're going to play basketball together. We're going to play basketball. And, there's, and then tell the Texans tricked them into taking Bryce. Yeah, I think he was with Carolina. Right. He was at Carolina at the time. Though. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he was with yeah. Frank Wright. Um, so, so, and you're talking about Adolis Garcia, who nobody, it's months. When is the last time the Rangers even played? Six months ago? No one cares. What are you doing? But I'm saying we need players who work as hard as him. If we can get guys who work as hard as him, you know, I'd like to see, for example. We've we've had a few. few. Well, Dubon, I remember when Garcia used to look like Dubon. Maybe Dubon needs to lift, do some heavy lifting. Instead of Chaz eating pudding, how about you go out there and start doing whatever Adolis is doing? Yeah, just go, Chaz, hey, Chaz, ask Adolis, what's your lifting routine? And he'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe you don't need pudding. Nobody's going to mistake Fatty for being a steroid guy, okay? Ch- fatty I Chaz. never said anything about steroids. No. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. What are you okay. talking about? Right. Yeah, he just talked about hard work and lifting. Hard work yeah, and hard lifting. Hard work and lifting. I gotcha. Why does Sammy Sosa look like Heather Denich? <laughs> okay. It's time for you to talk. No, Why no, is no, QC? No, no, no. You're insulting him a little bit. A little bit. No, no, no. A little oh, bit. You. No, no. Why are you not talking about QC Kinetics instead? I don't know. I will talk about QC Kinetics now. I got a lot of stuff off my chest there. So, um, Actually, with QC Kinetics, so, you know, bone on bone. I'm hearing one of the commercials that QC Kinetics is doing about bone on bone knee condition. That's what my wife has with her knee, and that's why she she toughed it out and ran in 2022, ran the uh, – the uh, Boston Marathon because she had qualified. She's like and, and had been displaced for two years in a row because of COVID. She said, "I'll be damned if I don't run a Boston Marathon. I'm running a Boston Marathon," and she did. And then uh, for the rest of the year, there was no talk about marathons. 2013, no talk. Didn't even know if she'd be able to run again. She didn't. She didn't even try to run or do anything for several months. The knee was just in bad shape. We went to QC Kinetics and they started a program for her. And the results were, look, it's not a miracle overnight for her particular issue. But what we started to see is where the knee would lock up and she had no mobility, the mobility got much better. And before you know it, she's training for the Berlin Marathon and just finished Berlin. And she's talking about going to London and Tokyo to finish up her six stars. So proud of her. And I'm so happy to be a part of QC Kinetics success stories. QC Kinetics can help you if you have joint issues in your hip shoulder, back, and it's not going to be as severe as my wife's. If you've got chronic pain, they can help regenerate and restore damaged tissue so that you don't have to live with chronic pain and you can get back to your real life and enjoy the outdoors and enjoy your activity. It's qckinetics.com, four locations in Houston, qckinetics.com. ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's time to rejoin the undisputed best sports talk show in Houston. It's clearly John and Lance, except no substitutes. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. You want to get in here? Anything that you want to talk about? How about them Rockets last night? Chris wants to talk about his Rockets. Let's get him in here. Hey, Chris. Yeah, good morning, John and Lance. Hey, listen, first of all, I wanted to... I'll admit, I haven't watched a lot of Rockets in the last couple of years, so I'm one of the bandwagon guys. My first Rockets call I've made, and I can't remember how long, but, man, that was fun to watch last night. And I'm I'm, I'm enjoying watching this team play. Dylan Brooks, he backed up his trash talk, held LeBron to 17 points, uh, LeBron's lowest to- uh, point total of the year so far. So it was good to, to see Brooks back up what he was, uh, what he was saying before and, you know, you guys were talking about coaching. Uh, Ime has made such a difference, like you guys have said. But uh, two things I've noticed, and I want to hear you guys' comments. One is Jalen, I realize it's another year he's in the league and he's matured. But it just looks like to me that he's willing to put the team on his shoulders because I think uh, the coaches told him, look, this is your team right now, and, you know, offensively, and we, we're going to look to you to create and uh, – get us some points when we when our offense needs it. And I just see Jalen uh, maturing before our eyes right now. And he had a great game last night. And the other thing I wanted to bring up was uh, Shingoon. I don't remember the offense going through him as much last year as it is this year. I mean, only 13 assists separate him and Van Vliet right now for the year. 
13 assists. I mean, that's amazing. So I think that that's another credit to the coaching. They see the talent that he has with his passing ability. Uh, I mean, last night he was just, uh, you know, either passing or taking it to the rim. So it's uh, mm-hmm. it's really fun to watch. So if you guys could comment on that, thank you. Well, and I don't want to slander Stephen Silas, but that wasn't coaching last year. Stephen, Stephen Silas, that was – listen, they the Rockets weren't going to be any good. And as a matter of fact, maybe they didn't want a good coach, if you want to know the truth. They wanted to go through it. They wanted to get the best draft pick they could possibly get. They did. They got a, They had the best chance of getting the, the ping-pong balls. Those days are over, though. And now they've got good coaching, and you see a, a, everything about this. It's like night and day, night and day with this basketball team. Effort, defense, offensive ingenuity, offense, ball movement. I mean, everything about this is different. Jabari, Jalen. I mean, it is. It's so so much better, and. It, it just listen. We had to go through it. You're not alone, Chris. You're not the only one that wasn't watching Rockets basketball, and it's not a band, bandwagon. I wasn't. Did you, how much did you watch the Astros when they were losing 100 games a well, season? They were terrible. Oh, it's it's, off. it's it was what's off. the what's the point? What well, that's what you ask yourself. What's the point? What's the point? What was the point in watching our, the Texans over the last couple of years? What's the point in watching? You know the Rockets when you know they're they've got except the Rockets had young players that you felt like could be the part of something different, but it was hard to envision how it could like what's it going to look like and and because this is you know how is it going to change because it's just such an issue but I think Jabari Smith was a good first step because and I know it seems strange because Jabari a lot of people thought he was somewhat disappointing last year got off to a bad start just a catch and shoot you know or just a spot-up shooter. But Jabari Smith has a personality, a basketball personality that is favorable for a positive team. He does what's necessary. He doesn't need to have the ball to make positive plays. He is a worker. His dad instilled that in him, and that's who he is. He's not for the bull crap. Uh, that was important to get one of those guys in that locker room. I think, you know, the more I've heard about it, the more maybe K.J. Martin needed to go. I, I liked him as a basketball player. Maybe he was not the right guy in the locker room to have. Kevin Porter Jr., I think splitting him and Jalen Green up was was very, very important. But, you know, more than anything, and this is this is something you can take from at your workplace. You can look at it and in any number of contexts. Many people are not geared to be leaders they don't have the leadership thing it's not it's not in them only certain people are really in alpha is used a lot but forget alpha there's a leadership quality where it's not too big for them and they it's something that is within their very structure and who they are and steven silas can be the best x's nose coach but he doesn't have leadership characteristics, and he never will. No. You don't learn it. I think you're born with it. I really do. I don't think it's a learn. I think you maybe are born with it, and, you, and it's not developed, and it can be developed. But there are some people who just absolutely will never be top dog leaders because – and they may be great workers and really successful, but Ime Udoka appears to be a leader. So, so you, is Demi. I don't Ryans. think you get it on – when I was there the other night, I don't think you see it on TV nearly as much. Ime Odoka is an imposing dude. He, he says is he's a yeller. A By the big, way, he yells too. strong. He is a is he big, really? Yes, he is. And his his all his bench coaches as well. They were described to me by someone in the know. They're like. Those are the guys that will go in, and if you're in a bar fight, you want them on your team, okay? It is an impressive group of young-looking, <laughs> yes. like, like... They're badasses, big, dude. Yeah. They're badasses. They do, It's and they're all dressed in their black. Yes. It is... Yeah. It is it does, and look, nothing. He was an the, NBA two guard. He's he's a big dude. He's a big dude. Well, and nothing like no, nothing against Steven Silas, but the frame and the build and the the <laughs> smiles. And I know it's we're we're in trouble for talking about this with Cam Whitmore. Twitter got mad at us for this. I, I don't give a rat's ass what Twitter. Well, gets can you just keep your mouth shut okay. while Twitter's talking? to you? Well, Twitter's okay. mad at me about Jalen Green right now because I said Jalen needs to. Jalen was not good last year. He needed to improve. That you know what though Twitter, I'm sorry that didn't actually come from me. It came from the organization. Jalen Green needed to be much better, and you know why. But here's the deal, and I'm gonna, and actually 
Jalen Green is much better. You know why he's much better? Because he's got a coach now. I mean, he is, it, yeah. He's learning to be coach. He's, he's learning to actually play basketball now, as opposed to what he was doing before was playing as a team. He was never in a Like you said, he was never in a team when, structure. When was he in a team structure? In college, you used to get three years. You were coached coming in, and then it didn't take long. That, that whole thing has been broken down, but it's even worse now when you have like there is not even one year of college for him. It was just G League, G League Ignite for six games. So where is the structure in his life from a basketball standpoint? It it it, it just has to happen, and now it's happening, and he's buying in. And he, you know what? And I think maybe he wants to be coached. Maybe he likes to be coached. That's a good thing. But but um, I think that you know getting getting. Back, I, I ask. Uh, I was talking to John Harris the other day. John and I. You know, sideline reporter for the Texans. We he was with radio with us for fifteen sixty. Yep. I've been friends with him since he was in fifth grade. I was in seventh grade. Yeah, and Here I asked go, him about yeah. D'Amico, and you know what he said? He goes, "I said, what's D'Amico like in the building?" And he goes, "Hey, D'Amico has things a certain way that he wants them, and he'll tell you exactly the way he wants things. If he doesn't like something, he'll tell you. Like D'Amico's not just this, fr- you know he he's a leader. He's a leader. Yeah, he's a leader. Absolutely. It's not just friendly smiling this and that. It's like, hey." We need to do this, and I don't want this anymore, yeah, okay? Right. I, I hope you understand. Right. D'Amico's got some of that in All it. right, we got a break. we got Josh Pate joining us on the other side at Late Kick, Josh. The Late Kick with Josh Pate. Uh, by the way, uh, cleaning up the show, CJ missed the free throw. He missed, yeah. he missed it. Thank you. Cleaning he up. Went in, in and no, out. no, no, not clean up the show. You're right, Lance. Yeah. You're right. Because I, I saw him miss. I'm like, I saw him I make a free throw. And so you says, two no, he missed constantly it. go no, after no, me to make, make me look bad. I saw him make a free throw. I guess it wasn't the one he needed to make you, that people you were trying cared to about. Well, he only got one. No, I mean, I'm sure he took practice yeah, ones. It wasn't a one and one oh. No, I didn't. I, I no. know. You tried to gaslight no. me. People were filming him We at got the a game. break right now. We're talking about Doc Linville. Not we're talking about hair. One. We're talking about the greatness that is Doc Linville. We're talking about the deal that you're getting right now. It is the best deal that you're going to find in the city of Houston with three and a half, three and a half dollars per neograph. That's really, really good. Okay, that's a better price than you're going to find at most. But and he was already competitive at four dollars. So here's the deal: is he says, "Come on, I don't care about the money. is not is not the thing with me. He's got his actual business is doing enhancements for women. That is what the real business is. He got into the whole hair thing just a few years ago, and the whole hair thing is he's one of the biggest in the city now. And just because he does it, and when he does stuff, when Doc Lin- Linville does stuff. He does it well, and he's doing this well, and he's sitting, getting results from guys. He wasn't going to do the cut and pasting kind of hair replacement. He was going to do it when it was a great process like neografting. It's much different. Find out for yourself. You want to get hair. This is the best way to do it. 975hair.com. That's 975hair.com. ESPN 97.5 on Twitch. Back to the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Lance and John. Scratch that. Reverse it. Josh Pate at Late Kick. Josh, the Late Kick with Josh Pate joining us once again voice as he does back. every. Yeah, how are you? Uh, you couldn't join us last week because of your voice. You feeling better, Josh? I am feeling plenty good enough. I'll put it that way. Okay. How are you guys doing? Doing great. So, where are you on this uh, Michigan at Penn State this week? Interesting game. Where are you on this Michigan thing? Oh, man. So, on the Michigan thing, I am of the opinion that a decision-maker, an authority figure, should not need the opinion of every uh, sports media entity in the country. And the reason I mention that is not to downplay the question. The reason I mention that is because it's almost felt to me like with Tony Petiti walking in the door as the new Big Ten commissioner, he doesn't really know how to handle this sort of thing, which is understandable because he came from the TV world. But it's almost felt like let's let's float some things out there. Let's put some of these allegations out there. Let's just see how the public reacts. And if it is a big enough outcry, all right, we'll be heavy-handed. And if it's dismissed publicly, now nah, we'll let it go. That's kind of the vibe I've gotten from all this. So me personally, I take it pretty serious if it's, if it's the kind of rules being broken that it seems were broken. I thought a lot of Michigan's response yesterday was sort of pathetic, but other parts had some merit. Uh, I just wish we could get a decision made and move on. 
because we got a really big game Saturday that I would much prefer the national discourse to be centered around. Well, do you okay? So, do you favor? And I struggle with this one back and forth. I don't know John asked me this question. I wasn't ready for it, and I gave an answer. And it, it is challenging. Do you favor? You say make a decision. Do you favor an in-game, like an in-season punishment where you it's given in real time and it affects them real time this year, or do you favor like the Michigan, all the all the all the politicians are saying, hey, let's wait for this to completely be done because we have seen some cases yeah. now where. We saw it with with we saw it with Trevor Bauer. We've seen it with other things where we we're quick to make decisions without all the information coming out. It just it looks really damning right now. That's and I'm absolutely fine with that. You'll never get someone who supports due process more than me. Uh, what I'm saying is, and this is where I go back to the hypothetical. I don't know what they have possession of. If they have possession of stone cold evidence that shows you. Not only did they have a staffer going rogue, but the dude was rogue at other games on the sideline and doing things to illegally record the opponent's signals. Well, then I'm not sure how long due process is supposed to take in the world of college athletics. It's not a court of law. That's the first thing. The second thing is, uh, I guess I am telling you, yeah, if all that were available, and I could do, I could do process my way through that. I would support in season punishment, but I'm not supporting the kind of in season punishment that you know bans them from postseason activity. I guess I would be a supporter of massive financial um, impact, so fine them to death, and then also coaches are the ones who need to pay a lot more so than players. That's where I'd go on that. Yeah, I mean, it it, it is. The, the players didn't – well, the players benefited from it, but it's the coaches, it's the leadership, and maybe Harbaugh gets suspended for the rest of the year. And you know what, Michigan? Go try and win it. I saw – is it tainted if Michigan wins the national championship this year? In your mind, is it tainted at all? Yeah, it'll be – it'll have an asterisk next to it. I, I wouldn't look at that as any different than people do a power hitter that suddenly added 25 home runs and, and 15 extra RBIs next to his name in the early 2000s that nothing was definitively proven about. Everyone thinks what they think about them. Some of them aren't in the Hall of Fame because of unproven allegations. And, look, I can think whatever I want to think, but everyone else is going to have an opinion, too, and there's no way you convince me if that confetti rains down on Michigan that people just up and forget all this. There's no way that happens. At what point does it catch up to Michigan, all this stuff surrounding them, or is it a us-against-the-world this Saturday at Penn State? I don't think it'll catch up to them at all. I think it's a veteran-laden team. If they lose Saturday, I think it'll be because they got outplayed Saturday. I don't think it'll be because they were mentally in another place. That would be a a team full of freshmen and sophomores that let that happen to them. The other thing is, I think they've really bottled up that us-against-the-world thing about as well or better than any marketing firm could convince you to do it. And what that means also is, that's already what they kind of sell there. They already kind of sell, we're not going to have the number one recruiting class in the country, but if you come here, we're going to develop you, you're going to be a Michigan man, and you're going to be a little bit different, and uh, we'll go out there and the sum will be greater than the individual parts. Well, you can sell that along with this in recruiting. Hey, they don't like that we're able to achieve. That's why they all come after us. You can go be part of the sheep, or you can come be the shepherd. Come up here. And I just made that up in real time, but I think I may sell that to Harbaugh because that would be kind of a <laughs> not bad. That's Tell not bad, actually. Jeff. Does, does uh, Ole Miss give Georgia a game this week? All right. There's, there's one way to me. Well, there are a couple of ways. Number one, the third down profiles, both sides, massively benefit Georgia. Defense and offense, way better than Ole Miss's defense and offense. Is that one of the first down. things so, you look at when breaking down games? It is if it's that glaring. So, I mean, I have a – I have sort of a rubric of a stat profile that I'll have the computer spit out, and it is built to red or green things that are glaring. And it red-lighted all that stuff for Ole Miss. So that's the first thing. But then if you want to paint a path for them, you remember that game where Georgia went to Auburn about a month, month and a half ago, and it was all of a sudden weirdly tied in the fourth quarter. And, wow, how's Auburn pushing Georgia uh, Georgia ended up winning that game. Everyone's forgotten about it. But what happened that day is Peyton Thorne, out of nowhere, quarterback for Auburn, ran for nearly 100 yards on Georgia. And they ran as a team for over 200 on Georgia. And the next team that everyone thought could do that was Kentucky. 
But I remember being on with you guys. I said, no, Kentucky's not built to run it on Georgia because the quarterback's not a threat. The quarterback's a threat for Ole Miss. And so if they can start packaging some of that, which I guarantee you they've done all week, working on that Auburn film, duplicate some of what Hugh Freeze did, that's when you can give Georgia some fits because I don't think Georgia is nearly as elite up front defensively as they have been. I don't think they'll just totally and utterly wreck Ole Miss up front like maybe the previous year's Georgia teams would. What I'm worried about is Sanford Stadium on a Saturday night in a game that all of a sudden has massive implications on it, I think will be on fire. And I have not particularly loved Lane Kiffin going on the road against teams better than him. Yeah. Um, he talks a great game, though. Um, but Georgia's <laughs> a different team right now. Like, they're playing. They're, yeah. Although, I say that. And they got in a fist fight against Missouri, but honestly, Missouri's people, a good football Missouri's team. Missouri's a good football team. Missouri is a tough football team. They went into Kentucky, and I remember it was a little back and forth, and then Missouri just took over that game. Like Missouri is a much tougher team than people probably think, unless they're keeping up with the sport. I agree with you. Uh, I would say at the same time, though, I'd put Ole Miss right there as well. I think they've played that kind of football this year. Be a good game to watch, actually, right now. So. Uh, The other thing that I forgot to mention is you can look at the cumulative effect, too. It's not just Georgia versus Ole Miss. They had to deal with Florida, then they had Missouri, and now they got Ole Miss. You get through that, you got Tennessee the next week. You get through that, Georgia Tech all of a sudden is not just going to lay down for you. And then you get through all that, you got an SEC championship game. So this is a tough stretch here for Georgia, even though there's not one top-five marquee opponent. we got Josh Pate with us here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Utah at Washington. It's, is this, the, is this uh, an upset in the making? I think it's a close game in the making. I, um, I was talking about this with someone last night. I think that when you get a high-level, prolific offense like Washington and you got a player like Michael Penix, I think a lot of people's minds, in fact, most people's minds do not work in like all 22 fashion. They don't think in terms of game film. They think in terms of highlights. So when you think Washington, the first image in your mind if you're trying to pick a game is Michael Penix just bombing away down the field, which does happen. But that's not how a football game works. The way a football game works is Utah's got really good players, and they get to try hard, too, and they're a really good team. And I think they can muddy it up. I think they can do everything that who was Arizona State did to them and more a couple of weeks ago. Um, I'm not going to say people have figured Washington out. It's not hard to figure out what they're doing. It's hard to stop it. But I think Utah could go a long way in doing that, and I would be—I'd actually be surprised if it was a blowout. I think it's a close game. I'd lean Washington, but I think it's a close game. Yeah, you know uh, the thing about Utah is if Utah is playing up against an equal opponent, they—they're going to beat an equal opponent because it's just—I yep. just think they're—they're they're better coached, and I think they—they they have a very tough, rigorous mindset. But when they go up right now, at least for this year, when they go up against teams that are just superior to them athletically, we've seen, and, and just from a talent standpoint, they just can't fade it this year, not not at the quarterback position. So I think that's I think that's going to be one of the issues there. Um, do you I'm curious about the okay, Oklahoma and Texas. So Texas Texas got beat by Oklahoma. Texas now has Malik Murphy. Malik Murphy is very hot or cold but they are still in a position right now where they could get in a playoff hunt. Oklahoma was sitting there in the catbird seat despite a loss and then loses at Bedlam on a really terrible non-call in the end zone. But breakdown in Kansas State, you know, beaten last, beaten last week, which I thought it was a terrible decision to go for, to not kick the field going fourth down. If you're going to go for it in overtime, if you knew you were going to go for it, rather, shouldn't you have run the ball on second or third down? Talk about where you see the Big 12 now and, and how you see that one playing out down the stretch uh, with or without Quinn Ewers. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. If you're going to go for it, don't dip your toe in the water. Go for it. Like, use your strength. Um, I never believed Oklahoma was a better team than Texas. We talked about that after after Red River. Uh, but it didn't matter because the on-field result is what we have to value. But when we were futuristically looking down the road, I mean, at the time, people were just up in arms if you did your power ratings and you left Texas up there. Well, those people are quiet now because the results have started to bear themselves out on the field. I, look, I think Texas Texas is getting exactly what a contender gets. You're getting everyone's best shot. 
uh, even if they were going to make the playoff, if we were talking in August and I said, Texas is going to make the playoff, you're going to have to go through this. You've probably got a loss coming somewhere. Check. You're going to have dog fights against teams you're favored against. Check. You're going to have adversity. And in this case, it turned out to be quarterback injury, but not season ending. Check. Um, but listen, that Kansas State game is a game Texas loses in years past. I was impressed they got up 17-0 because that's also not what a past Texas team would have done. But then they, they deal with it. They get hit in the mouth, taste their own blood. And even if there is a little bit of luck on your side, like even if there's a fortuitous bounce or a non-call, there are, there's also a lot of skill in putting yourself in position to benefit from that. And so, you know, I was just talking to someone like an hour ago on the phone. They were talking about the Ohio State-Notre Dame game a little while ago. They said, oh, Ohio State kind of got lucky in that game. And I said, really? Well, if they were down double digits and got lucky, what would it have meant? It would have meant a garbage-time touchdown, they still lose. That wasn't the case, though, because they put themselves in position to benefit from the bounce, and I think Texas deserves some credit for doing that. Um, Oklahoma also kept folks in games. Kansas, Oklahoma State, they didn't take care of business. They left it in doubt, and they were victims of that kind of unfortuitous bounce. It's just It's still a league that has a lot more competitive balance then maybe the, the shows out there and rankings would lead you to believe. It, it was never slam dunk that it was those two teams and then a gap and then the rest of the field. There's still a lot to be said about that conference. Uh, let's say Quinn Ewers is back, Texas goes on and wins the Big 12, Oregon beats Washington in the championship game. Who you got as that fourth seed, Texas or Oregon? Oh, man. Um I, I think Oregon's the better team. I think Texas would have – I guess Texas at that point would still have a better resume, although at that point you're adding on an, a USC win, an Oregon State win, a Washington win for Oregon. Um, I, I'm, all, I'm always, when it's in doubt, let me pick the better team, the team I'd favor, and I would favor Oregon. But I don't think that's the way the committee would go. I think the committee, I think the committee may well go the way of Texas. And, look, look, brand matters in that formula, too. They'll never tell you that, but it does, and so Texas got that going for them as well. I just think the Pac-12 has been better. I, I, I agree with getting you. Through, I agree. If I were on the committee, I agree with you. I'd put Oregon in over them. I just don't know if the committee will do that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, yeah, and that's a real possibility with Florida State probably undefeated, uh, Georgia and uh, Ohio State or Michigan being the other teams. There's a good chance that it could well be come down to those two conferences and which one. Pac-12 has been better all year. It's just been better all year. So it'll be interesting to see if they, if that plays into it or they go with the bigger name with Texas. That's Josh Pate at Late Kick Josh, the Late Kick with Josh Pate uh, podcast as well. As always, Josh, where are you going this week? I will be in Happy Valley for Michigan, Penn State. Wow, that's cool. That's cool. That should be fun. Penn State's going to be up for that. That'll be fun. Uh, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for hanging with us, and we'll talk to you again next week. I appreciate it, guys. All right. Thanks, Josh. How about my bookie, mybookie.ag, promo code BET975. It's been something I've been talking about for years now. We've been talking about my bookie. And, you know, if you're a better, if you want to be a better, if you've uh, been thinking, boy, I got to get, I need a new book. I need something different. I need to, I need this, uh, uh, a better place to play. This is a better place to play. You've got all the casino gambling that you could do as well with live dealers. You've got all of the entertainment that you could do. You've got thousands and thousands of different bets that you can make. You can do parlays within games uh, as opposed to, you know, you can bet, bet different parlays within one game as opposed to other places where you can't do that. So many things that you do differently. A cash bonus that's a quick withdrawal uh, right now at mybookie.ag, but you got to put in promo code BET975. A cash-out, a brand-new uh, cash-out system, along with a new parlay cash out, early cash-out system as well. All of these things are going on all season long. There's all kinds of things to bet. It's the best. If you're looking for the best place to win, play, win, and get paid, mybookie.ag, promo code BET975. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with mybookie. Get over here! ESPN 97.5. Back to the Veritex Community Bank Studios and your daily distraction from the horrific reality of your very existence. Man, I didn't know it was that bad. But hey, it's John and Lance. 
We just heard from Josh Pate talking a lot of college football. I'm going to give you a chance to watch a game in the city on Saturday. The Cougs host Cincinnati for their homecoming game. The last, their last game was electric. You know about it. They beat Baylor in overtime with a two-point conversion. It's time to bring that electricity to NR, excuse me, not NRG, TECU Stadium this weekend. Ticket specials for the game are, fit, are 15 bucks. Grab your family and friends and get your tickets today. Go to uhcougars.com slash tickets or call 713-GO-COUGS to get your tickets. Come early and enjoy all the new activities in Cougar Alley in front of TDECU Stadium, including the huge LED TV screen and the Bud-like backyard and more. So call our five. In honor of the Cougs trying to get their fifth win, Car 5 at 8.55 wins a pair of tickets to see the Cougs for Cincinnati as they continue their push for bowl eligibility. Now back to John Lentz. All right, 8.50 on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. People are calling right now. What time did you tell I them? I said Caller 5 at 8.55. 8.55, people. 8.55. Let's get Gilbert in here. He wants to talk. He wanted to talk about the Astros earlier. But now he switched it up. He's got some insight into the Texans, I believe. Gil- okay. Yeah. Gilbert. That's fine. Gilbert. Gil- the man yeah, what's the going on? What, what's, uh, what's going on, Gilbert? Well, I'm tired anyway. What happened? Well, I went to the dentist Tuesday. I'm going to get quite caught up anyway. You? What happened Tuesday? Yeah. What's the dentist? The dentist. Oh. You went to the dentist. Dentist. Dentist? At a dance. He went to a dance. He didn't go to a dance. Yeah. Wait, you went to a dance? Dentist. He went to the dentist. Yeah, dentist. Oh, uh, yeah, my tooth could You pulled out anyway. Yeah. Oh, no. No. That's the worst, right, Gilbert? Mm. Had that hurt? Yeah, right. That hurt, right? A little bit, not much anyway, yeah. Yeah, that hurts. No, that's... Well, that's going to lose Sunday anyway. Picking the... Today or the... the Texans by, by You're picking the Texans by a touchdown in in Cincinnati. You know they're playing in Cincinnati, right? Yeah, I know. I'm not picking Cincinnati to win. Oh, wait, 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 which wait, one? Wait. Which one? Who's going to win? The Texans or Cincinnati? Cincinnati. And they're going to oh. win by a touchdown. Yeah, I'm okay. pretty sure that's a cover. Honestly, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think that's yeah, six that. and a half. Speaking of that, we got to pick a contestant. Oh, we do have to pick a contestant. What about Gilbert? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Well, he knows the games now. He knows the games. He had a three-teamer last week. But I don't know that he's going to. You're going to go pick up Gilbert in a limo and bring him to the games? Uh, uh, am I? No. No, you're going to have to be the limo driver that night. Hold on. i got to see what this line okay. is. Is it only six and a half? It was six and a half to start the week. It might be up. Uh, but it was to start the week. It was six and a half. It's six and a half now. So Gilbert likes Cincinnati to cover. He likes Cincinnati. You like Cincinnati to win and to cover the bet, right, Gilbert? Yeah, right. Yeah, there it is. What about the Astros? You 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 wanted to talk about the Astros earlier. What about them? I didn't say anything about the Astros. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. I could have oh, swore. He, he said he changed his mind. He changed his mind. Yeah, he could change his mind. That's right. Well, you got a bad tooth. Did they? Are they going to put they they pulled the tooth out? Are they going to put it one in its place? So, are they, they doing anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. do it next month. Doing it next month? Oh gosh! So you have to go back to the dentist. All right, then. Well, yeah, good day. Then I'll talk to you later. Then. All right, we'll okay, then, Gilbert. All right. Small lean to the Bengals for Gilbert. Yeah, he has some covering. He has some covering, but when it's six and a half and he likes to win by seven, he's making that a half star pick. Right. So at 8.55, people are calling in for the U of H tickets. Correct. At 9 o'clock exactly, let's call in. Then caller number four is going to play Beat the Limo Guy tomorrow. So don't get confused, people. Caller five at 8.55 gets you tickets to Houston versus Cincinnati on Saturday. Caller four at 9 o'clock if you want to have a chance to beat the limo guy. I'm just helping you figure it out. Right. 9 o'clock, beat the limo. 855 Cougars be, tickets. you got to be here at 9 o'clock To call tomorrow. in and tomorrow. And tomorrow at 9 o'clock. Correct. So, so we should be here. Oh, it got, every single one of them got the Bengals beating the Texans. Is that a surprise to you? So does Gilbert. What the? All the experts. Who do you like, John? Just because the Bengals have won four in a row and they look great. And they're, uh, they have a pedigree of doing this. Yeah. And it, just because they're a Super Bowl, one of the Super Bowl favorites. All of this those is things. what? Who yes. do you like, John? I like the Texans in this one. To win? 
not only win. Now, what did I say yesterday about the Rockets and Lakers? Double-digit win. Your Texans double-digit win? Texans double-digit win. Holy crap, he's the new Gilbert. John is the new Gilbert. I've been the Gilbert for a while now. Anyway. <laughs> so, he's going double-digit Texans. Double-digit Texans win. Holy crap. What's you that based on? We historically play well in Cincinnati, by the way. Have you ever heard of heard. lightning plays? Huh? Have you ever heard of lightning plays? What a lightning play is. Uh, it's a, that's a, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a flash. It's a hot. It's a hot take. You don't know. So here's what a lightning play is. <laughs> a lightning play is whatever the point spread is, yeah. you're willing to play a certain amount of dollars per point, either over or under, and you can cap it or go uncapped. So if you went uncapped, if they are supposed to, if they're a, let's just call them a seven-point dog, right? right? And you said, I'm going to take the Texans in a lightning play, and I will cap it. I'm going to play it for $20 per point and uncapped. And let's say the Texans win by 10. That's a 17-point difference between the line, right? Right. The 7 and the 10, it would be 17 times 20 okay. is what a lightning play would be. And? Okay. You, that's a $340 winner for you. But, you know, similarly, if you got beat by 20, you would have to go 13 oh, times 20. So yeah. It's, it's, so lightning play, which I don't see anymore. I don't, I don't ever where, see them. Where can you bet that? I don't know. I don't see them anymore. I know somebody who used to have them. Is you had it uncapped, it could go either direction on you. Right. It was a little bit of a scary play, but I kind of like that idea. Yeah. Because the Bengals, you like yeah, like double the digit. like the Cardinals over the uh, the Cowboys this year would have been a huge lightning play. Oh, monstrous! Monster because they were huge favorites and then they lost the game anywhere. No, we're, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, no. I've never seen that actually. Yeah, I used to have it on a site years and years ago. I think on World Sports Exchange. But, but since you've been in the NFL, you don't know anything about those anymore. I, would, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. But at World well, Sports Exchange years ago, I think they had it, but they called it something else. And then a friend of ours, his brother had had it on his site or with his guy or whatever called Lightning Play. Okay. And no, I that, was like, that's, that's fun. A, oh, that's some pressure for your that's ass. That's fun. You're watching everything. Yeah, it's fun or terrifying. Yeah, right. Exactly. When you get down when you're, you're getting when blown you're favored out. by six and you're down fourteen nothing. <laughs> John, you think the TJ Yates, Deshaun Watson games have any correlation and will mean something for this one? Because you said they historically play well. Historically, they play. They kick the Bengals' ass there. But what does that have to do with TJ Yates to Kevin Walter? Wasn't I? I remember we talked about it earlier this week. But what does that have to, to do? Sean with, Watson running for fifty yards. I remember on all play? of that. But yeah. what does that have to do with this version of the Bengals with Joe, your favorite just, Joe Burrow? Historically, the Bengals organization is the helmets stay the same no matter who's in it. Yeah. No matter who's in the, the uniforms and the helmets. Oh, yeah. hmm. You, okay. you, you don't think like Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Granted, Oklahoma State won this year, but historically those players aren't the same every year, and yet but, they continue to dominate the series. Historically, the players are always better for Oklahoma. That's the same here. Uh, let's. Yeah. You want to make some comparisons and see where you where you fall. Yeah. Okay. Who's better at quarterback? Texans. Oh. Who's better at you wide are, receiver? You are, you are changing on your guy. Tank Dell. Who's better, Tank Dell or or T. Tyler Boyd? T. I would take Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins over the Texans wide receiver Over core. Tank Dell? Yeah. Who the, had 27 I, fantasy points I would, this week? I would take T. Higgins over Tank Dell, yes. Stop. You won't take t- – what are you talking about? You won't even start Tank Dell for your fantasy I, team. Well, I'm one of them. I can't, <laughs> yeah. I can't find I can't find. He's like, can't find a place for Tank Dell. I can't. Okay. Are you going to play him? Are you, you going to play Tank Dell? Let me tell you who. Brandon Ayuk? No. Brock Deontay Purdy, Johnson? No. Can he pick a quarterback? No. Uh – Dak Prescott, quarterback. Which one of their quarterbacks would you take over C.J. Stroud right now? None of them. Brock Purdy, uh, Kenny Pickett. Oh boy, that you can't start Tank Tank Dell over that Kenny Pickett led offense. Well, it's just that you mean yeah. the Deontay Johnson who f- f- caught a touchdown pass for the first time in over a year. Yeah, that one you can't start. You Tank can't start. Tank, he won Tank's me. Already a... got like four. I know. I know. And he missed two games. I might have to do it. I don't know. I don't... Man, get Deontay Johnson out of here. Plus. When we come back, I do want to tell you a story about I, – I don't think Deontay's going to get as many catches because there's an angry baby bird who's squeaking and crying for more worms in his mouth. And uh-huh, we know about I mean, him. Can you imagine giving birth not just to one wide receiver but two? I don't know. Has anyone given birth to two wide receivers and had to have two yeah. diesel wide receivers in there? Yeah, the Woods two. family from Oklahoma State. 
Rashawn and the and then the oh, other one. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, and Jerry Rice is West Virginia. And Jerry Rice's wife. They, there are multiple Rice. Brendan and Rasheed. Yeah, that's happened before. Wait, yeah. Rasheed Rice isn't Jerry Rice's kid. Are we sure? Can't no. I'd know that. I'm a no. draft guy. I'm a draft expert. Are you? Yeah. yeah. You're the preeminent. Draft is Brendan expert. Rice his son? At USC. Yes. Oh, okay. Um. I didn't. I didn't know he was his. Is Rasheed Rice his son? No, no. There's no way. No. There's no I way. I sold it, right? Oh, you yeah, did. you did. I was like, wait. I, yeah, we would have. We would have heard that. That would have been a we big deal in the draft plenty. last year. Um. No, I think that uh, if you give birth to one receiver, it's got to be hard enough. Well, the Woods. Well, the Woods thing are. is real. Like the, the Oklahoma State Woods family, there yeah. are multiple receivers who went there. Yeah. Well, well, we're going to talk about Carl. What about Pickens. the West Virginias? They, they had. And we're going to talk about George Pickens next. Dana coached. Uh, he went to the Bears. Uh, they had multiple receivers in that family. I know you're. So, I for Kevin yeah. White is that his name? Kevin White. There were multiple. Yeah, West the Virginia. Whites. Yeah, the White family in West Virginia. Yeah, but one was. Were they both receivers? The wonderful Whites the of West Virginia. Of West wonderful Virginia. <laughs> the same one. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. Time to talk about HRP. I'm probably going to get HRP over that stuff over that right there. Here's the deal: is HRP is here for you. HRP is technologically perfect. HRP. Love HRMP because every time I get my check, HRMP is right there. What? And Oh, by the way, if you have any questions, as opposed to them calling your office, your CFO, we all get to just call HRMP and they answer our questions if we have any questions. I had one once about I didn't know how to do something, and guess what? They they, they walked me through it, and ding, ding, ding. It's all, it's all settled. Hey, here's a question for you. Does HRMP handle like... They don't handle all your accounting stuff, but they handle payroll also, checks, cut, and all yes, that. Yes, all that. Because I got an LLC, and I think I may have to use HRMP. We'll see. I go. mean, I work by myself, so I'm not going to tell them myself. Right. They don't have to well, that's something punish me, we should probably but not. they can handle all the stuff in the background. They can handle everything. They're unbelievable. They're unbelievable. And listen, it, it's so cool, too, because you call up there, uh, your employees, if you've got a 1,000 employees, it's HRP that's going to take care of them. It's not your uh, your payroll office. It's not your uh, CFO that's going to take care of it. Your 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 CFO, by the way, uh, you you need so fewer people in there if you've got HRMP. Uh, your, everything about it is just perfect. Your taxes, everything is just great. So if you're looking for the best way to get your payroll, to get your HR, and if you're not completely satisfied with your payroll company or you've been doing it yourself and it's just not that good, all you need is HRP. HRP.net, 281-880-6525 or HRP.net. 